Today, I want to take a closer look at four stocks on my watch list for potential buys. Like many of you, I try to put money to work on a weekly basis, and I'm always creating a weekly watch list on stocks that I potentially want to add or increase into my overall portfolio. So let's just jump right into it. But actually, before we go, let me know what are you guys planning on purchasing this week? Is this a week you guys are planning on buying any stocks, or aren't you you just waiting off? Um, normally, a kind of dollar cost average. And let's just start off with the first company. I want to say the first two stocks are want to be are, are going to be ones that I believe have huge growth potential and huge growth opportunity. Unfortunately, usually when a company has a huge growth opportunity, it usually means that they also are a little bit more on maybe the riskier side. The first one I want to take a closer look at is Twilio, ticker TWLO. And this is a company that we can see from its uh, all-time highs. The stock is down roughly 85%. Kind of before we kind of take a closer look at why I'm bullish in this company, I just want to look at financials and things that I'm super excited. This company, even though they are burning cash, flow from operations in trailing 12 months they do have roughly four billion dollars in cash and short-term investments and about one billion dollars in total long-term debt so roughly they're net positive in cash about one about three billion dollars so that to me is is great news especially if they're burning 300 million dollars in trailing 12 months this company can run with no issues for for many many years the other things that i am super excited about twilio is this company is expected to grow at strong levels we can see the current fiscal year is expected to be roughly 4.1 billion dollars in total revenue next year is expected to grow over 10 percent to 4.6 and the year after that is expected to grow 5.48 i did create a small kind of data chart here and we can see with the current market cap of roughly 12.3 billion dollars that means with the current fiscal year expected this year price to sales ratio is roughly three for next fiscal year is roughly 2.6 and for revenue two fiscal years from now is roughly 2.2 so in, in my opinion this is definitely a, a cheap company compared to where it's at and the main reason is this is one that's really focusing in artificial intelligence and i know that is a crazy buzzword right now ai what does ai have to do with especially twilio and the twilio and the communication base so twilio has been a leader right in kind of communication creation and the great thing about it is they have collected tons and tons of data and when it comes to artificial intelligence especially right now obviously maybe that might change in the future but where we're at right now data is the key for you to have some amazing amazing kind of large language model some kind of so that data set is worth a lot and a lot in my opinion for the potential growth of your ai product and i do believe twilio has an amazing data set and we can continue to see how this company continues to expand into the ai market they recently announced on june 7th that they partner up their partnership with google cloud uh, they've also kind of made a partnership with frame ai to kind of continue with that content center ai and earlier in june 6th they also kind of mention customer ai which is a technology that uses their large language model with the rich data set that twilio has to kind of improve their engagement platform so for me twilio is a company that's really in the turnaround story right the the company is shifting around the way it its business model is doing they have a, a mature opportunity and a growth opportunity they've also are laying off a nice amount of employees unfortunately so in my opinion this is really a turnaround story and I do believe because of the strong data sets that they have, they are gonna want they are ones that have huge growth opportunity in this space. So that's gonna be my first company. 
The second company I want to take a closer look at is Roku, ticker ROKU. And the reason I'm bullish in Roku is because I am very bullish in the advertisement market, especially in the connected TV advertisement market. We can see Roku right now is down roughly 85% from its all-time highs. Um, the stock, I do believe, year-to-date has done amazing, 82%. You might be like, Jose, why were you not purchasing this earlier on this year, maybe last year when things get went down? Well, if you do follow this channel, we are very focused i'm very focused in the semiconductor market so october november even earlier this year what was why what was i mainly purchasing semiconductor companies now that i believe maybe i should start to move outside of that space into other opportunities i i'm looking into companies like roku right so i'm super excited with what i purchased earlier on now i'm looking for other opportunities uh so roku kind of taking a closer look again at their overall balance sheet to some extent this company very similar to Twilio is negative in cash flow from operations, trolling 12 months, roughly $200 million down. Great thing is they don't have any total long-term debt and they have roughly $1.6 billion in cash. Very similar to Twilio, this is a company that is kind of, and like many companies are becoming leaner and meaner machines. I do expect kind of cash flow from operation burns to improve. The other thing is this is a company that's really being impacted by the decline in advertisement spending right now. I do believe that's more of a short-term pain and that's something that can kind of improve over time we can see re re revenue for roku is expected to grow dramatically this year is expected to be at 3.3 billion next year is expected to be at 3.8 and the year after that at 4.5 and now if we kind of go back to my chart if we take a closer look at roku those are again very low price to sales ratio revenue two fiscal years from now will be a price to sales ratio of 2.3 so again like i mentioned these two companies are ones that I believe have huge growth opportunity. We could definitely see kind of some metric expansion, especially in price to sales ratio. And I could definitely see these two players being some form of growth growth opportunities but again they do have bigger risk like i mentioned for me roku is definitely a company that deals in the advertisement space even though they might be kind of focusing a little bit too much in my opinion in certain hardwares the platform revenue is where this company makes it's overall money, in my opinion, is where it really continues to grow. And that's why I was super excited where on July 11th, they did kind of announce this partnership with Shopify to kind of bring that e-commerce and that connected TV advertisement solutions together. Uh, I think this is going to continue to grow. We did see Roku also on July 12th, the day after the Shopify, they announced a strategic partnership to bring Roku's leading ad tech to Freewheel customers. For those that are not familiar with Freewheel, they are a TV and video advertisement technology and it's built for today's ever evolving multi-screen ecosystem so if you are a buyer if you are a seller um, free will definitely has solutions for you in the advertisement space so those are the two players that i believe in my opinion have high risk but also high reward um, to me these are not companies i would make ever over three percent of my portfolio um, if on on just personal intro investment um, or, or cost basis, right? Cost basis would never be 3%, but these do have the opportunity to grow in my opinion. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Now, the third company is one that I, I have to bring it back into the semiconductor space. And I do believe there's certain pockets 
within the semiconductor industries that are getting overlooked. Qualcomm is one of those. So Qualcomm right now, ticker QCOM, this is a bigger market cap, 136 billion. While the other we were looking at were closer to 10 billion. This is a different different breed, right? Obviously, this comes with the nice dividend yield. So I do believe that kind of gives you a little bit more kind of peace at mind when investing in a in a giant qualcomm is profitable nice pe ratio right now of 13.15 even next year when maybe revenues are not expected to be as high or earnings to be as high this is still super profitable with some great kind of pe ratios so if we take a closer look at found uh, at their kind of fundamentals this company does have a nice amount of total long-term debt 15 point roughly 16 billion but they are positive in cash flow from operations trailing 12 months roughly 9 billion and roughly six. 6.7 billion in cash and short-term investments. So even during this downturn in such a huge inventory correction we're seeing in the mobile market, this company still was able to have roughly $9 billion in cash flow from operations in the trailing 12 months. So I, I believe this is definitely a great opportunity, a company that's not going to go down um, or, or, or out of the race anytime soon. Obviously, stock prices are very, very volatile. The stock is down roughly 35% from its three-year high. Um, and I do believe right now we are seeing that pocket of weakness in the mobile market. Uh, we can also see P.E. ratio. Maybe this forward, this current fiscal year might not be the greatest. It might jump up to 14.8. But next fiscal year is expected to drop down back to 13. And I do believe the market is underestimating Qualcomm a nice amount. Qualcomm, what it, while it is a company that focuses on the mobile market, they do have a lot of great opportunities in things like Internet of Things, and especially with the AI market. We can see their chips. I'm looking for the picture right now. Are Go into pretty much all technology that we have, um, handset, networking, IoTs, wearables, hearables, auto, tablets, PC, XR, VR, and the list goes on and on. And they do believe that thanks to this AI market, they are creating what's called the future of AI, hybrid AI. And hybrid AI is bringing certain AI workloads to local devices. Right now, every kind of AI workload usually happens on the cloud. That is not going to be sustainable for big tech players. What's going to need to happen is bring some of those AI workloads to the local products. And Qualcomm is a great leader as their chips already have some form of AI engine to be able to do that. Like I mentioned, Qualcomm's definitely a great play. They are mainly in the handset market. Um, and I do believe that's not going to change within the year or so, but they do have growing opportunities in the automotive space and in the Internet of Things space as they're focusing into other players like the PC market as well. So that's my stock number three. Number four is another one that's hated, in my opinion, and that's PayPal. I feel like everybody says, hey, who uses PayPal anymore? Uh, but the great thing about PayPal is they are expanding outside of that unbranded platform. So even when you don't know you're using PayPal solution, you're most likely using PayPal solution. So right now, market cap of roughly $80 billion. We can see this company is positive in cash flow from operations, trailing 12 months, roughly $5.8 billion. They have about one-to-one -one ratio in cash and short-term investment and total long-term debt. I'm super excited about that, right? Because it kind of, uh, then this company, in theory, 
is not expected to go down anytime soon in forms of the business ending. Um, we can see from its all-time high, the stock is down roughly 76%. I do believe the e-commerce market, very similar to, and, and PayPal, right? This is a company that pretty much depends on transfers and transactions, right? Transactions is what really helps PayPal grow. Right now, we're seeing that weakness in the ad spending market, right? Because probably there's not too many buyers. If there's not too many buyers out there or, or, or shoppers out there, you're obviously going to see a weakness in transactions and you're going to see a weakness in companies like PayPal. When I do believe the advertisement market picks back up, which is great news from Roku, we are going to see an increase in companies like PayPal because of the growth in transactions. We can see PayPal's forward PE ratio forward one year is expected to be 12.7. Again, a company that I don't believe is a value trap. They are expanding into numerous markets. Uh, a few things is now, for example, they're introducing tap to pay for Venmo and PayPal settle um, in businesses in the United States. So tap to pay enables small businesses to accept contactless payments, including cards and digital wallets in person directly on their mobile device with no additional hardware or upfront cost. And they do mention that tap to pay is rolling out to select Venmo business profile users and will be available for all Venmo profile business users in the United States later within the, later this year right so pretty soon uh, so that's pretty exciting some other great news about paypal um they did announce this is the other one but in early may 22nd they did announce that they are introducing venmo teen accounts uh, i do believe this is great news right i for example, for me, I got my first debit card and credit card when I was a teen in my bank account. My mom went with me to kind of open it up when I was a teen. And since then, I haven't really changed my bank. I do believe it's a very sticky player once you kind of stay into it. So kind of teens being get that get into these Venmo accounts and introduced to financial institutes pretty early tend to stay with them. So I think that's great news for, for, for PayPal. The final thing is on June 20th, I've done plenty of videos on this, but PayPal and KKR announced an exclusive multi-year relation for European pay later receivables. So KKR to purchase up to 40 billion euros of eligible current and future PayPal pay later loans originated in Europe. Um, because of this, PayPal is actually going to get some up money up front and they are going to use it to increase their buyback program. So I do believe... Even though PayPal is maybe itself, PayPal as a brand might be leaving people. I feel like your normal user might like, especially the younger base, it's like, what the heck is PayPal? What the heck is Venmo? We're using Cash App. But they are expanding into that unbranded market, which I believe will continue to grow. And they are also returning the shareholders via buybacks. They also have, obviously, that that, that Braintree platform and that CCP, uh, or, or I forget, the uh, full payment platform by PayPal is another one that's ha helping small businesses. So in my opinion, PayPal is another growth player out here that can definitely outshine the market. Obviously, these stocks all have their risk behind them, but I do believe the, the rewards that are possible kind of outweigh the risk. Uh, these are the stocks I'm planning on purchasing either this week. Let me know your thoughts and what stocks you're planning on buying this week. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.